God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Whether you're a fisherman or not, you probably have stories of the one that got away. Maybe you're the guy that sold the 65 Mustang back in 68 and you wish you'd kept it. Maybe uh, you've talked to old men who talk about the, the wife that got away, the girl that got away. Um, maybe you've talked to someone who talks about the job that got away. They, they had uh, a chance to be the CEO of, of some huge corporation, and now they're stuck where they are. You know, all of us have stories of the one that got away. Deuteronomy 19 is a story of the ones that got away, namely cities that have been offered but not possessed. This is the way it goes down. In verse 1, When the Lord thy God, this is Deuteronomy 19, When the Lord thy God hath cut off the nations, whose land the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their cities and in their houses, thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. And what follows is instruction about what is called cities of refuge. In these days there was no sheriff's department, and so... Uh, there were there were laws for the Jewish people that were set down to provide for justice. Uh, there's a difference, as we find in verse 13, between guilt and innocence. So if you were to accidentally kill someone, an example given is your axe head flies off the handle and it hits someone in the you know in the head, I assume, and they die. That's not murder. It was not intended. Now it may be something, but it's not murder. On the other hand, if you intend to kill someone and you do, that is. And so there was no sheriff, so there was what was called the avenger, someone in the family who would take vengeance and mete out justice. Now, the point this morning is not that, and the Bible does not give intricate detail in this. I'm just giving you your background. So that is the background. Then the Bible picks back up again in verse uh, 8. Very interesting. And by the way, the premise for all this, as is often the case, is this is the land that God gave. Canaan didn't surrender it. Israel didn't grab it. God made it. God gave it. you find that in verses 3, 10, and 14 of this chapter. So verse 8 says, And if the Lord thy God enlarge thy coast, not give it, but enlarge it, as he hath sworn unto thy fathers, and give thee all the land which he promised to give unto thy fathers, if, this is conditional, thou shalt keep all these commandments, literally this command, it's singular, emphasizing the unity of the law. Keep all these commandments to do them, which I command thee this day, to love the Lord thy God and to walk ever in his way. Then shalt thou add three cities more for thee beside these three. Now, again, we'd said this earlier, but in chapter 6 and I think 10 or 11, the Bible puts loving God and living for God together. It's not as if, well, you know, I just love God. I've got this serpy sentiment. And yes, I'm a bad boy, but I, I love God. No, no, don't believe that. Um, I'm not perfect, and neither are you. For, you know, I'm not perfect for sure. But loving God and living for God are one and the same. The expression of loving God is living for God, doing what He's commanded. I'm commanded to love, and love is obeying God's command. So it's hopelessly entwined both in the Old Testament and the New. So God says, look, if you love me, if you live for me, then you're just going to keep on possessing land, and there's going to be a need for additional cities of refuge because of the additional territory that I will give you. 
It was conditional. Now, back to the one that got away. What is success? Is it keeping the 65 Mustang and marrying the princess and getting the CEO job? What is success? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but in verse 1, the Bible says, The land the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou succeedest them. What does it mean to succeed? Well, it means two things in English. It means to, to turn out well, to attain a desired end. You are victorious. You are a success. You attain what you set out for. The other meaning of the word succeed is to follow after another in order. Think of the monarchy in England. The monarch dies and passes on the throne to the next child, the next monarch, who succeeds in succession the previous monarch. Now, in Deuteronomy 19, the two words are combined. It means to follow after another, and it means to attain a desired end. That is success. In short, if you love and live for God, you will succeed. You will follow those that are currently in the land. And that, in turn, is success. You know, friend, if, if you don't know how to define success, you will find out a day late and a dollar short that you got the money, you got the girl, you got the Mustang, you got all the things you thought you wanted, and it's not what you want. Because if success is ill-defined, you won't have it once you think you've got it. So what is success? Based on the ethic of Deuteronomy 19, success is attaining all that God intends. I've given the land, I've given the land, I've given the land, I will enlarge the land. If you love me and live for me, then you will succeed those that are before you. Success is attaining all that God intends. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that how you thought of the success yesterday? Were you striving to attain all that God intends? Was, was your measure of success based on God's level of offer, God's intent? Success is not comparative to others. That's what we usually do. We look around and say, well, hey, I want what is beyond the borders of what God has given me. In Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 14, God says, at some point you will say, we want to be like all the nations and have a king. Well, how did that pan out for Israel? The bottom line is, if I'm continuously looking around at other people to, to judge my success, I'm judging on an inferior standard. Success is not comparative to others. Success is not merely based on what is available beyond my borders. It's not a matter of market share. Of 100%, 100% of the pie, how much of it do I actually have? You know, supposedly, I, I, don't, I think it was Rockefeller or someone like that who made, you know, was, was fabulously wealthy in the last century. Someone asked some rich person like that, um, something along the lines of how much more do you need in order to be happy? How much more do you need? And the reply was something along the lines of just one more dollar. Friend, we live in a, a market economy where the world is continuously ginning up um, discontent, desire, products, and they're not selling things, they're selling ideas. If I have this food, if I have this car, if I have this garment, if I have this thing, then I will be, and then fill in the blank, then ultimately I will be happy. And we get the thing, we get whatever it is, it's success by our standard, and we're no happier than we were before. Because success is defined by us and not by the God who created the desires that, that we have in the first place. 
Um, someone has said that God created every desire for a reason. And ultimately, those cannot be fulfilled without a love of God himself. So it's not market share. It's not other people. It is what God intends. Verse 9 says this command, love. Love is an expression, or, or living for God is an expression of that love for God. And let me just say that contentment in by one metric is simply accepting all that God offers. Are you doing that today? Is your, is your first line of action when achieving success to say, first of all, what does God want? What does God intend? And am I doing that? The poet said, of all the words of tongue or pen, the saddest of these are, it might have been. Friend, nothing will get away that God intends if you will follow God with all your heart. I'm not promising health and wealth. God does not either. But I am saying, as God has, has said, that success is attaining all that God intends. 